Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Leagues Apart is a new concept to the football gaming world, focusing on teams rather than players whilst not being overcomplicated. The game asks you to predict the outcome of the Premier League, Championship, League One and Two, as well as the Women's Super League. You then get points whenever your top pick wins games and points for when your chosen bottom club loses. And there are some brilliant prizes up for grabs and it's completely free. Leagues Apart is brand new and it also includes a weekly challenge on a wide range of sports to truly test your predictive powers. The extra points earned from a correct selection in these extra challenges will be added to your overall score and could make a big difference to that. The beauty of this game is you can join late in the season and still romp home as the points you can win fluctuate wildly. And in addition, you can battle against me and Mike Lee and a fair few fellow listeners in a special Spurs show league that will also give various prizes over the season, starting with a signed Jimmy Greaves picture for the person who scores most points on this weekend's fixtures. That's right, a signed Jimmy Greaves picture for this weekend's top scorer. So get involved now. If it's a draw, by the way, the winning name will be drawn out of a hat. So sign up for free at www.leaguesapart.com and join the Spurs Show private league with code SPURS. So when the website asks you what private league you want to join, it's SPURS. That's leaguesapart.com, code SPURS. From the people who turned a niche Scottish football podcast into a critically acclaimed TV show on the BBC, it's Review from the Terrace. A pop culture podcast network. Hello and welcome to the Still Game podcast. My name is Bethany Tennick. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Scottish Rewatchable. Hello and welcome to Review from the Turnbuckle. Debating the best in movies, iconic TV shows, classic albums, peak era wrestling and so much more. Some intern got fired for that. Like, <laughs> be like, Jared! And what would you have done? <laughs> Loved it. What a moment. What a moment. Review from the Terrace brings together a collection of professional pals, misfits and special guest interviews. The one and only Ewan Angus. Big G Telfer. Director of Still Games, Michael Hines. That's Review from the Terrace, a newly created podcast network with at least two shows dropping every week. Hi, neighbour. Good to see you, man. Good to see you, man. It's been a long time, man. <laughs> Many people will say it's the biggest moment in the history of wrestling. It's about 35. <laughs> <laughs> Find us on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello everyone, Spurs fans around the world, wherever you are, whatever time of day it is with you. This is Theo Delaney in London saying welcome to another Spurs show. I've got three great guests with me to discuss all things Tottenham. Uh, Mark Pegg is here. Welcome back, Mark. Hi Theo, lovely to be here. Rob White is here. Hello, Rob. Hi again, how are you? Pretty good. And Danny Greenberg is here. Hi, Danny. Thanks for having me, Theo. Thank you. 
Well, good to have you along. Uh, Danny, before we start, I just wanted to say a few words about your brother, who is a, a great friend of the show and a guest, a pretty regular guest on the show, who sadly passed away just a matter of weeks ago, which came as a, a, a real shock to me. And I, I know to lots of other people, he was a very accomplished man, very well known in the worlds of football and media. You know, he'd been a great journalist and a great communi- communications man. Uh, he was a big Tottenham fan as well. From our point of view, that was a, that was a crucial uh, part of his makeup. He was a big Spurs fan, wasn't he? He was, even, even though, famously, he worked at Chelsea uh, as director of communications. He was, you know, uh, and when he did, he was the ultimate consummate professional, but he was a Spurs man at heart. And as soon as he left Chelsea, really, apart from some personal relations he still had there, uh, you know, he came back into the uh, fold, into the Spurs fold. I mean, we're very old friends of Mike we're from uh, infant school. So, yeah. you know, we grew up together. In fact, our dads grew up together and went to the same school. Uh, and uh, so, you know, we attended many, many matches together. You know, my, you know, obviously my first match was with him. My first away match was with him. The last match I went with him was the Champions League final because I live in Israel so uh, I hadn't been back for another match until the Man City game when he was in his final weeks so that was very emotional yeah and then also returning on Sunday was emotional especially it was against Chelsea yeah Uh, and then obviously it was emotional for other reasons because we were so goddamn awful in the second half well of course, and in fact, that which of course leads us into what we what we get what we're here to talk about. And I know Simon would would expect us to talk about matters Tottenham, as he did so eloquently many times on this show. Um, so we, what we've got to talk about here, we've got to, we're going to talk about the Chelsea thing. We're going to talk about Wolverhampton Wanderers. Who we play. We're talking on a Tuesday evening, and and tomorrow evening we've got Wolverhampton Wanderers in the League Cup. And we're also going to we're also going to talk about the great late Jimmy Greaves before the end of this show. And then uh, we're not going to talk about the Arsenal show on this because we're doing a special preview show, just so everyone knows, which will come out uh, prior to the Arsenal game, which is coming up. But first of all, much as we'd probably like to avoid talking about it, we do need to address what happened on Sunday. We lost 3-0 at home to our, you know, I mean, it's funny, I'm sitting next to a guy in the West End and he's about the... 800th person who's ever said to me at a Spurs Chelsea match he turned he turned round to me and said you know what sometimes I think I ate the Chelsea more than the Arsenal <laughs> and so many people say it these days it is hard to take when we lose to Chelsea Mark what did you make of that game it was an odd game wasn't it it's massively odd but I, I, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to be a bit of a one-trick pony here because it's it I in the in the you know the Facebook group that 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 we've got there's a lot of people that are unrealistic and and have a go at, at Daniel Levy and everything all of the time but <laughs> and here comes the but if you look at Chelsea you know they've had consistent success with with manager after manager after manager and we flattered up flat to deceive um, with with manager after manager after manager uh, you, I just don't know what the answer is really I mean I don't I can't see you know it, Selling the club to a to a to a, um, uh, a Saudi Arabian uh, organization would would benefit any of us, but I don't know. With with are we ever going to 
are we ever going to break through that glass ceiling that we seem to be bashing against? We and that was that was the evident thing for me for, for Chelsea. It's like, you know, they're they're back on top again. You know, yeah, they've got a new, you know we went through that whole period where we where we were you know going along, being a little bit better than them, and and thinking actually we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna kick on from here. Yeah. And we haven't. And uh, and they and they've got that you know they're back up at the, at the top. Yeah, I mean it's hard to it's hard to disagree with what you say. You just you're talking about the cast cold cast iron cold logic of the situation is that they have got much more money, they spend much more money because they've got a benefactor. And the only time we got close to them is when we had a bit of luck where we got the right manager at the right time and a few players came together at the same time. Mostly it was to do with getting the right manager. Every time you hire a manager, it's a roll of a dice. Every now and then you hit the jackpot. We hit the jackpot with Pochettino and then the powers that be allowed that to go wrong. Dan, it, it, it was a game of, it was a, definitely a game of two halves, as they say, wasn't it? It was, but just uh, getting back to what Mark said. I mean, it's not alchemy, I don't think. You know, you spend a billion pounds initial investment on players... You're entitled to win the league, and I think then you have that momentum, uh, which perhaps we've been guilty of not capitalising on when we've been at least close to the top. You know, they str- they've strengthened at the right times, haven't they? And I think they've they pulled. They've not been afraid to pull the trigger on managers at the right time. You know, because they can felt they don't have to worry about the compensation. And I, I'm yeah, one yeah. of them. Also, I think I hate Chelsea more than Arsenal. So. <laughs> it's like my brother used to, there it is. Even, even more because he used to work there. So, yeah, yeah, so, yeah uh, you, you knew about the ugly uh, inner, inner workings of the place. Uh, well, I, mean, <laughs> I can't say he actually told me that much. I knew about the ugly yeah. outer workings of the supporters. Mm, that's for sure. Right, right. Yeah, but the yeah, game, yeah, yeah of yeah. course. Listen, I don't even think we were that good in the first half. I mean... You know, relatively compared to what we've seen this season, although I thought we were better in the second half against Man City. I thought we were comfortably better in the second half against Man City than we were in the first half against Chelsea. I mean, they could have been a couple of, like Man City, they could have been a two, three goals up. And we did, you know, we came back into it, but we didn't create so many chances, did we? And it largely seems to be from long balls just behind, relying on the pace of Son. Uh, you know, you know, we played well. We in the first half, we certainly pressed well, and we got to the second balls. But once, you know, but the what, more worrying thing to, to me is, you know, what what was said at half time. I mean, you know, the negative of the second half outweighs the positive of the first half. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I mean that that's always a worry, isn't it? When your team comes out <laughs> like twenty percent worse in the second half, you think, what has he done here? But there was a really good piece in the. Uh, Athletic today by that guy Michael Cox who does all the tactical stuff, and I mean I I thought that that what changed the game was he changed the shape. The Chelsea manager looked at it and just changed his team, didn't he? Completely changed. The shape. He took out he took out a guy he took out a central attacking midfielder in Mount and he put on another deep lying midfielder in Kante. And suddenly you look at that, you got Kante and Jorginho. You've got by most reckonings are the best two defensive midfield players on earth. And he's got Kovacic in there as well. And we were just weren't even... Suddenly, it was a completely one-sided... It was an even game to half-time, you know, largely. And then suddenly, it was a completely one-sided game. I mean, Rob, did you, where, where, do you think there was anything else that went wrong second half? Or do you think it was a case of a rich club being able to bring on a world-class player? 
Um, I, I think it was it was a bit like a boxing match, actually, when you think of it the way you're talking about it, where the, the first half we were just softened up and I thought Chelsea were just waiting for us to blow out. And then they've got the joy of bringing Kante on at half-time. But it doesn't take a, 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 it doesn't take a genius to, to look at that midfield that we started with and to compare that with the Palace midfield the week before, which, yeah, he took a lot of stick for. And yes, we ended up getting beaten 3-0. But why would you go in with the midfield that he went in with? Um, you know, anybody could say that Hoiberg was going to have a really busy afternoon and Tuchel, who's getting paid a lot of money, uh, makes a change at half-time, brings Kante on, and, and there's no reply until we're 2-0 down. And then he, then Nuno decides to bring Skip on. And I know Skip is a different kettle of fish to, to, to um, Kante, but I still think, I, I just thought the reaction was wrong. And I also think, Mark, back to what you were saying at the start, and it made me think we've got our Spursy back, and I think we have got <laughs> our Spursy back. You yeah, know, and I think yeah. most of us... For a brief period, maybe an 18-month, 12-month period, thought that had gone, but that was definitely back on Saturday and it, or Sunday, sorry, and it was definitely signs of it were there the week before. I think there's some worrying stuff going on. I mean, on that note, I, I don't think there's anything more Thursday than, you know, we're, we're hanging our hopes on a player like Ndombele. I mean, I don't think mm. any other top club... Yeah, arguably, for, well, we are a top club. Uh, I don't think any other club would uh, do that, you know. Uh, and, and I'm getting fed up with people, bumping into people saying there's a footballer well, in there. You know, they've got to be professional <laughs> in there first. You know, you like to think there's the state of him. I mean, it's so clearly overweight. I mean, it's extraordinary. It's a funny thing with Ndombele because you say, yeah, that Spursy thing with, with Spursy again. And Ndombele, in many ways, personifies everything about Tottenham Hotspur, doesn't he? Because he's. He's not really at the races. He can do it sometimes when he, he can do the most spectacular things that, that, that everyone swoons over. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant touches. But overall, he's never going to get, he's not going to win anything because he's just not, he's just not, at, he's off the pace. It, Which is, but maybe I still, because I'm such a, maybe I'm a mug, but I, I keep thinking maybe if he did lose Arthur Stone and really did get his head down, then presumably we know he's got the, he's got the gifts. If he could get super fit and committed, then presumably it was, it's not impossible for him to become a really, really good player. Certainly doesn't look like a 55 million quid player right now, that's for sure. And that's and Lachelso was very expensive as well. That's one of the worries. The only thing I would say about, about the situation generally is that Nuno hasn't... I mean, he's, he's really had a difficult time. They hired him late, as we all know, for he didn't get time to sort of settle in. He's had all of these problems. The Kane problem, which is still there, festering away. He's had the, the, uh, the bloody South Americans just basically going, having been told not to, just getting on a plane and, and pissing off, completely against uh, instructions. You know, he's had... Amazing injury. We already had a bunch of injuries, and then last week in the European game, we just got a bunch more. I mean, what the hell, you know? And uh, you just think, I, I just wonder whether you know, we, we, if he gets a chance to stabilize stuff, maybe then we can start to judge him. And I, I think back to when Pochettino started; he had a terrible first few weeks, and it was, I think, just before the second international break, we lost to Stoke at home in one of the most horrible performances I can remember in you know in in 30 years that bad 
And that was the turning point. He got them back from the international break and he banged some heads together. He chucked some people out, effectively. And he promoted some people, Kane and, Mount, uh, Kane and Mason. Mm. And, you know, that was it. The beginning of something special. So if Nuno's, I mean, you know, it's a bit much asking for two Pochettinos inside three appointments. But if Nuno's got that about him, who knows? That's, that's my slim crumb of comfort that maybe he can he can do something but do, do you see any signs of brilliance in him mark no i, I just it's, it, it it is it comes what everybody's been saying it's if you remember pochettino the big thing about pochettino was that he took on the the vested interests in that in that fat late old lazy squad that he inherited do, do, do you know what i mean and yeah um and uh and kicked them out and promoted the youth and um I was saying to the boys earlier, you know, this this shirt that I've got up there is from that the season after that when we, you know, when Kane and Delhi and uh, you know burst onto the scene, and you look at the yeah. joy in their faces, and you compare the season after that when we had the Battle of the Bridge. All right, it didn't work out, but the passion that that team that they played for each other and they was a they was a team. They weren't full of individuals. Seems to me, again, sadly, to bang on about it, but it seems that we've gone back to that. And and, and Nuno has got a very big um, battle on his hands to to, to to sort of... I mean, actually, Ndombele, Ndombele is the perfect example, isn't it? He's got... You know, that that's that's almost the analogy for the entire squad, as I see it. It just, yeah. it just needs to be... To care, to to I don't I'm not saying I don't care, but you yeah. know what I mean? To get fit, to get on that thing and believe that they're, they're actually going to have a chance to win as they did three or four seasons ago, you know. So Yeah, I completely agree because even the teams with the big money, you look at City, you look at United, well, perhaps not United actually, that's not as good, but you look at City, you look at Chelsea now, certainly you look at Liverpool, they have that, as well as having better players because they got more money, they have that esprit de corps and that comes from the manager. No question about it. And that's why we, when we were competing with them, it's because we had it and it came from our manager. So the, the, that's, the, that's the mission for Nuno. But he's got to do it with the resources he's got. So we've got to hope that some... That, the other thing we've got to hope is that some of these players come good. You know, I thought in the European game last week at Rennes, which I personally thought was a decent result against a good team. And, a, a, you know, it was a good game, actually, I felt. But I thought, you know, there were good signs from uh, Gill... I thought Gill looks like he could could be a player. He's not ready made now, that's for sure. At least Ndombele did a couple of things before he had to, before he got knackered and had to go off. And I thought um, I thought on Sunday Romero looked like he was going to be a, a good player. So there are some yeah. signs, aren't there? I mean, I don't think it's. I think there are possibilities, but I do. I do think a lot of it's going to come down to Nuno. But also, what what concerns me is the Kane business. There's a lot of talk about Kane not being motivated, not having his mojo. Some people even say he's sulking. Do you see that, uh, Dan? Uh, with Kane, it's difficult to it's difficult to to fathom, isn't it? I think. I mean, he has been a slow starter in other seasons. He yeah. Famously, never used to yeah, score in no, August. He might, not, he might right. not score in September. Well, he scored in the uh, Conference League, didn't he? Um, he yeah. obviously played a lot over the summer. Coming back, that was coming back from an injury, wasn't it? So he does t- tend to take time to play into form. I, you know, listen, I'd like. Yeah. You know, he's been so fantastic for us. I'd like to believe that that's not the case. But uh, certainly, I was excited when uh, it was announced he was staying. 
You know, I thought maybe that yeah, game was, it's kind of suited my narrative the first three games of the season to get carried away because, you know, my brother was literally, you know, on his, in his last weeks. So, you know, I was looking for, I was looking for some positives and maybe I got carried away. And then unfortunately I went to Crystal Palace and, uh, <laughs> and it's typically Spurs, isn't it? That we can, you know, we're threatening from going top of the league with a hundred percent record Arsenal bottom with not zero points and within three matches it could be they could be above us but also getting back to what Mark said about that team you know and you mentioned about the Chelsea I mean I don't know if anyone here rates him to me it just looks so bang average I mean I don't think he would get he would have gotten anywhere near that team or even the you know 2012 Champions League team he wouldn't have got anywhere close to it I don't think uh, I just a lot of the players just aren't aren't up to Standard, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, some players take a long time to come good. Those, but but it is worrying that we spent a lot of money on the Chelsea and Ndombele. They were very highly celebrated signings at a time where we hadn't made any big signings for you know famously for two or three big windows, and they come in and you think they're exciting, and you can see what the raw material is because the Chelsea has got a touch, and you can see what type of player he is. But he doesn't seem to be a very good example of that type of player at the I'm moment. I'm not sure I can see and that. And the same with Ndombele. I don't think I could even see that, personally. Well, I think he, at least he's sort of like, he's kind of busy and he's got a touch and he can pass it. But, but, but yeah, he's not affecting the game very much. Uh, again, the only thing I would say in his defence, and, in, in you know, the Mourinho thing was such a debacle, you know, with, the, with you know, no consistent... It's always, you know, sacking people off, dropping them, blaming them. Nobody seemed happy. There was no real stability. And I just wonder if players like Lachelso and, and Dombele, if they'd been given... 10 or 20 games to really bed in and really be integral to the team, whether they by now would be delivering. And some players take a long, long time to come good. Some play- players never come good. If you- Sissoko took years <laughs> before he <laughs> before he had a good few weeks. And even uh, Moussa Dembele, Rob, I remember you and I were very un- unconvinced about Dembele for the first couple of seasons. And then suddenly... Again, after Pochettino had arrived, I think it was about a third of the way through Pochettino's first season, I think Musa had been out injured. He came back for a game against Liverpool. And I was thinking, blimey, Poch has put him in. I'm not sure he's part of this Poch plan because he doesn't fit this new profile at all. And he came and he played against Liverpool and he was absolutely brilliant. And then he became, you know, lots of people put him him in their all-time Spurs 11 now, you know, Musa Dembele. So I I think, what were you going to say, Mark? All I was going to say is is that this is, you know, they they have, when a player believes, I listened to a, um, one of the Stevie Perriman podcasts when he had a Sunes on there. You know, if a player believes that they are, it's it, 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 it's so important. They don't they don't realize how important it is. But you know, you've got to believe that you're going to achieve something for you to put that extra that extra two yeah. percent that makes the difference. Yeah. You know, any player, um, and if if they're if they're already really good players, it makes a difference. If they're average players, it it makes an even bigger difference. Yeah. But if you're go if you're if you're you know, subconsciously thinking, well, we got, we're just going through the motions here. We're yeah. also Rams. Then yeah. you lose that, don't you? you totally know? agree. And that's why the manager is the most important person because he's yeah. the only one who's going to make them all believe that together and turn them into a unit like that, isn't he? A, a highly motivated unit. But that's quite interesting because in, in the, the press, the interview, I think he's done with Alistair Gold today. I don't know if anyone's re- read it, but it, every every other word is problem. I think there's, I've quoted this problems, problems, problems so many problems that we have to solve. And you start thinking, you know, you and I, Theo, we fell out, well, we 
fell out amongst loads about loads of things, but we fell out about <laughs> Mourinho. Yeah. And I think, I, I you know, yeah, we, we can all be kind to Nuno and we can give him time. But I still think if, if Mourinho had turned around in a, in a series of interviews in his first few weeks and said problems, 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 so many problems that we have to solve, you'd think, you know, we would have given him a hard time and said, actually, mate, that's what you're being paid for. That's your job. And, and I'm sure that that's the public face that you give. And back to what you were saying a second ago, actually, because I didn't, I was watching the um, Fever Pitch uh, documentary last night and they, they had, uh, they were talking about 90, uh, the class of 92 and those guys getting thrown in. And uh, it was, it was whatever season it was. Uh, I can't remember the season it was, but Beckham was talking about the fact that he, he wasn't actually sure that he was ready for it at all. And they, they had a, a two or three really poor results, but Ferguson stood by them and Ferguson basically convinced them that they were good enough. And I, I don't think that's happening at Spurs. I think there's, uh, back to La Celsa, I was watching him first half. I'm not sure he knew where he was playing. I mean, he knew he was at the Tottenham Stadium, but I'm not sure he knew what his role was. I'm not sure Delhi knows what his role is. Arguably, when Kane wasn't playing, Delhi Delhi looks like a, a better player. I mean, there's there's something for people to, to ponder. Um, well, he looked like a better team. I think, I think La Celso's not sure what he's doing. Uh, there's too many players in there, and you can. There is there is an argument at the moment that a lot of these players have never played together before, but it really looks like it. And sometimes when we see other teams where players haven't played together before, teams that play against us, they seem to play very well. But I think I think there are there are some pretty fundamental problems there. And I think if you're starting the, the season with Dyer and Sanchez as your centre back pairing, that almost illustrates the whole thing. I mean, you said about. So, yeah, well, we, we've got Romero now, so that's so that that is hopefully different. Anyway, we haven't got. A ch- he is our manager, and that's it. We can't fire him now. Surely, not even not even uh, Levy's going to do that. Well, let's um, let's take a quick break, and then we'll talk about the Wolves game that's coming up. And we are back. So uh, I just wanted to say that for premium content, including daily news show, ex-player interviews and original documentary series on Spurs, go to patreon.com forward slash Spurs show and support our show in the process. Uh, Spurs show live season ticket events this season from September. You can sign up for those at spursshowseason.spursshow.net. That's season.spursshow.net. Uh, we've got Michael Dawson, very excited about that, on Tuesday, September the 28th in the West End. And we've got Nutty Naylor, that's right, Terry Naylor, on the 26th of October. There'll be a Christmas uh, special guest to be announced on December the 6th at the 100 Club. That's our big Christmas party, which is always an absolute cracker. Also, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And do please leave us a nice review on iTunes if you feel so inclined. Now, gentlemen, it's all a bit gloomy, obviously. And tomorrow night, as we speak, we're going to Wolves in the Carabao Cup. I believe that's what it's still called. Don't think it's gone back to Rumbelows. I don't know. But, um, of course, this is a tricky one. Again, we've got all these injuries, got all this upheaval. We've got a, a, quite a big game on uh, coming up at the weekend. And yet, you can't take this... I, I wouldn't have thought you don't want to take this very lightly because, of course, the League Cup is a cup that may offer an opportunity for us to, blimey, could you imagine it, lift a trophy, got to the final last year. 
Mark, you're already shaking your head. I'm just, I'm just, it's just, it's just, it, I'm just thinking of it. It's almost like Groundhog Day, isn't it? You know, it's, it, yeah. it's, uh, yeah. it's just... I know, as I said, it could be a chance to win a trophy. Yeah, you're thinking, oh, here we go. Not another fruitless run in the League Cup. Yeah. The Audi I mean, Cup again. Yeah, we're going, we're going for that. I mean, how do you, how seriously do you think he should feel his strongest side? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think, yeah, I think absolutely he should feel his strongest side. I think we can't. It's this you talked about empirical evidence just just now, you know. What is his strongest side is interesting because you know this is the thing that we had um we had those three games at the start of the season without Mr. Kane. Um and not playing very particularly well, but digging in, you know, going the extra two percent and getting the results because of that. I don't know, is it is it is it a coincidence that since since uh, Harry Kane's been back, we 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 haven't had that same. It doesn't seem like we've had that same level of commitment, you know. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I think he should, look, I think we should. We, we've got to try and win a bloody cup and just. I don't care what it is. <laughs> win something, you know. I think just try and win a bloody cup as well. Not just uh, yeah. yeah, win the cup. I think uh, you know it's the cup. You know, it's obviously that and the Conference League, the one we got the best chance of winning. Until we come up against Man City, yeah. who, who seem to take it very seriously. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we need to play our strongest here, winning ways. I think we can certainly three games losing three games on the bounce will be for morale and you know for momentum for spirit. I think will be very uh, troubling. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think Dan that if you if you didn't if Harry Kane was just another player, do you think on the basis of his performances? You might be tempted to drop him. Yeah, certainly on form, on performance, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah, but um, I don't. You know, I'm st- as I said before, I'm still holding out hope that uh, he will come good, and you know, you'll have enough pride in. You know, I think perhaps one of the it was almost a, a, you know why he's played in the Conference League is because maybe he said you know what I'm staying I want to play in every game possible you know I want to try and beat Greaves's record you know before yeah. I go uh, you know yeah. so I fully expect him to play tomorrow you know it seems so long ago yeah, wasn't I mean, it, it the occurs... days of when remember that last week of the season when he scored seven goals in two games and he hasn't looked, he hasn't looked yeah. like doing that Bloody in hell. a few years has he no I mean, I, I, Rob, I would have thought, I don't know what you think, but I, I, I agree with, with Dan. In that it, basically, if you're Harry Kane, you could be, you could, you could say, I could sulk now for six months and try and get another move. Uh, but then, really, what the best way to get a good move somewhere good is to be brilliant, be my very best. So I've got to play my best. Plus, I'm after these records. I'm after the Tottenham record, which I may or may not get. I'm also after the Premier League record. I've got to keep, I've got to keep putting it in. Do you think he'll, do you think he'll start to come alive, Rob? I think he might just be really, really tired. <laughs> Let's not forget yeah. that, you know, yeah, and not yeah. just um, physically tired, you know, but it, mentally, yeah, it, mentally tired. He's had, he's had everything. He's had the Euros. He's had uh, Tottenham. He's had the saga of staying or going. And we all know if we don't get a job that we want, there's a sulk that goes on. Uh, and it, it must be quite difficult. He's got what three kids now. Um I'm not, you know, we have to remember these people are just people at the end of the day, don't we? That's a good point. Um, yeah. Sorry, okay. if I may, Rob. Um, you know, the, he gets unbelievable, I don't know why, he gets unbelievable abuse on social media, doesn't he? 
I mean, it's it's, it's yeah, like you can't yeah, do anything right yeah. in the eyes. You know, it's, all right, you might argue that he handled trying to get a move badly or, you know, his brother did. But, you know, he's, he's such a great professional. <laughs> you know, I can never figure out why he gets so much abuse. And uh, like you said, you know, yeah. He's a, you know, these are people, and, and maybe, you know, that's, you know, he took them to the final, didn't he? And he still gets dogs abuse from other, other supporters, and and from some of our supporters probably over that, over the summer, you know, that yeah, might yeah. affect him. For the England team, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. if it was up to me, I would, I, I would not play him tomorrow. What's the point? Um, but I, I would hope that. Give him a give him a rest and let him come out on Sunday. Well, he's really I mean, would. Would you put him on the bench? Sorry, I think he's definitely got to play. He's definitely got to play on, play on Sunday tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, you'd put him on the bench tomorrow, Rob. On the bench tomorrow, Theo. Yeah, you, you play up front, Son. Well, yeah, Son and Delhi. See what you know. See what happens. I, I think. Um, I just don't think. I, I think it. Yeah, just just give him give the guy a rest. Let him have a mm. Thursday or a Wednesday night at home with his kids or whatever. Well, he, he can't have his, he can't be with his kids on the bench. Well, you could take his kids and have his kids next to him on the bench. <laughs> Brian and Michael Clough. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. All right. So, what do you? How do you see it? Do you think we can win tomorrow night? I think it goes to penalties, doesn't it? There are no replays anymore. Well, let me get some predictions, Rob. Straight to penalties. That's my thing. Just get off the coach. Straight to penalties. Back on the coach <laughs> in time to get home for the kids to put the kids to bed. Simple. Done. Right. Okay. I don't know what you're drinking there, mate, but I think it might have been a little. Just give us a score line. A score line. Um, yeah. Uh, I think we'll. Actually, I think we'll get beaten two two one. Lovely. Mark nil nil lose on penalties. Lovely. Love it. Dan. Two two, and uh, yeah, my head my head says lose on penalties. My heart says win on penalties. Okay, I think we're going to go for it and win three two in extra time. Excellent. But that's the sort of fool I am. Let's hope you're right. Mm. Yes, indeed. So, um, listen before before we go, uh, it, obviously we should talk about the passing of the great Jimmy Greaves. That news came through on Sunday morning, uh, and it just seemed so kind of extra poignant and somehow fitting that it was on the day when Spurs played Chelsea because, of course, he was at his supreme best wearing the blue of Chelsea and the white of Tottenham and particularly the white of Tottenham where, he, you know, he broke all, all records for top flight, top scorer and also for Tottenham's top scorer. And, 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 you know, other clubs have top scorers and their records get beaten regularly because their top scorers tend to, to score a, a pretty, you know, expected amount of goals. But Greaves's record has stood for such a long time and may well survive even Harry Kane because of the sheer quantity of goals. And the outpouring of um, tributes has been great to see. Rob, I know that you, because of your your dad played with him, of course, and because of your your dad playing with him and those great early sixties sides, you're you're acquainted with a lot of those players, and I know you're acquainted with Jimmy. Um, what what's what, what? How significant? It seems almost an obvious question, but how significant a figure for you is he in the Tottenham Hotspur story? I think well, I think he's up there with with the greatest. I mean, personally, I didn't see I didn't see him kick a football, um, but 
you just have to talk to so many people of that era and he means so much to so many so many so many people in football in general but I just think Spurs fans there's that the whole romance the whole sort of beauty the glory the style all of these things we've been talking about that we're lacking on 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 Sunday uh and, you know I I I've just been looking, I was looking on Twitter, I posted a couple of pictures, a couple of really nice pictures um, of Jim and my dad when they were playing um, and got some lovely comments back. And, and you know, I, was, I probably overdosed on Twitter on Sunday on other stuff. Um, and it was just, there was a couple of quotes that really stuck in my head. And it was a couple of, a couple of people said the same thing about how their childhood heroes were fading away, which is quite sad, but it's also, it's very poignant. And it's lovely that, you know, people of a certain age are still eulogising about this 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 guy who one of his he would openly admit one of his skills in life was just being able to put a ball in the back of the net, but he did it with such poise and grace and elegance, really. Um, yeah, just meant a lot of people to a lot of things to a lot of people. Yeah, we had him, of course, as a guest on the Spurs show live yeah. about five or six years ago. And for me, it was the only time I ever met him, but we, we spent the whole evening together, you and I, Rob and Mike and uh, Phil Cornwell, uh, backstage and, and, and on stage, of course. And he, he just had a magical presence. He had a kind of charisma, which is very, very rare. And it occurred to me uh, that those, incre- those really, really special sportsmen, the ones who, who, who just kind of slightly above everybody else of their generation, he was definitely in that category, they have a magical, it's almost like you need to have a magical personality as well in order to be that good. And he seemed to have that. I, I found him um, incredibly charming and captivating. Uh, and also, of course, very funny. And that's all. And that, it's those qualities that gave him such a great TV career. I mean, Dan, I don't know, I don't know if you're as old as I am, but do you, uh, do you have fond memories it's of saying Very fond Greece? memories. I don't, I don't suppose I'm 50. I don't suppose I'm, I don't know. That far off, wood on earth, far apart. Yeah, very. I mean, it was it was essential yeah. viewing, wasn't it? Well, they started on was it? They started on Absolutely. off the ball, didn't they? And then they yeah. rebranded it. It was essential view. I mean, with Simon, we used to watch it every without fail every Saturday. You know, yeah. if yeah. you're a football fan, you did, and, didn't uh, you? Mm. All I, can, all I can say is I hope I look that good when I'm 50. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but just picking up on John's part, you, uh, John, uh, John's point about uh, Jimmy Greaves, he had, the, you know, I've been, obviously we've all been reading everything that's been written about him. And, yeah. you know, I watched the the, the, the Sky, the, the, was it on Netflix or on Sky or something? There was a lovely, lovely film. That's BT, the, BT, yeah, it was a great BT, film. Yeah. Just yeah. called yeah. Greasy, and, wasn't um, it? Um, uh, you know, he was very self-deprecating, saying that you know I was just a bloke that happened to be able to kick a football. Yeah. But he was—he was a lot more than that. You know, that talent that he brought to the screen was was magnificent as well. You know, we know that it's yeah. um yeah. it's it's not easy to do that to carry a show no, no. like that. The pair of absolutely, and so he was a very very talented man. But as, as a footballer, yeah. I think Special the person. one thing that's come through from the tributes—I mean, I never saw him play. I don't suppose any of us did. Was you know for people of a certain generation, you know, he was almost held up there like Muhammad Ali, you know, he was on a different level of, of yeah. hero to yeah. those uh, who saw him. Not And not just Spurs supporters, I don't think, you know, football fans yeah. in general. Yeah. You know, him and George Best Absolutely. just almost seem to transcend, uh, transcend your club, club allegiances. Or, yeah. 
Yeah, totally agree. Well, it was a sad day, but we were, you know, how privileged we were to have him as part of our club's history. Uh, for now, gentlemen, we're going to call it a day. Uh, everyone listening, uh, if you tune in later in the week, you will hear our Arsenal preview show. But for now, Dan, Mark, Rob, thank you very much. Go with you, Spurs. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. Sports Social Podcast Network.